0: On the throw to first base. And the Royals have tied the game. For the very best in baseball, this is the place you want to be. Where you want to be. Baseball with the Royals. Well, let's get it going on the Locked On Royals Podcast. A part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore It's at R-Y-L-A-N. Squares, You're listening to the only and fastest-growing Daily Royals podcast. On today's show, we're going to talk about Rob Manfred's interview on SportsCenter with Scott Van Pelt last night. We're also going to talk about what could have been opening day today. But first, I want to let you know about our good friends over at Withings. Do you hate sipping on the scale? Maybe it's because you have not met the right one yet. A company called Withings produced the world's first-ever smart scale, and they are still the best. In fact, Tom's Guide rated Withings Body Plus the best overall smart scale in 2020. If you're looking to lose weight, willpower is key, but so is having the right tools. Withings Smart Scales are known for their durability and an exceptional user-friendly design. Step on and data from every way and syncs automatically to the free app for iOS or Android via Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. A lot of smart scales do not have the Wi-Fi option, and it means you need to have your phone on you. But Withings Body Plus gives weight, full body composition, weight trends, and even a local weather report. The scale can support up to eight users and even know who is who. So here's the deal. You can get 25% off your Withings Body Plus right now at Withings.com for a very limited time. Go to Withings.com, that's W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S.com backslash MLB to get 25% off. Again, that's Withings.com backslash MLB. Today was supposed to be opening day around baseball. We were finally supposed to be celebrating the start of meaningful baseball games, getting to see Whit Merrifield out there, Jorge Soler, and all of the Royals, and also just kicking off a brand new season around the major leagues. But instead, coronavirus has taken that away from us, and the season will be delayed with really no projected start date in mind right now. So I want to take a look back at my favorite opening day, which was actually two days because the Royals just hadn't won a World Series in 30 years, so they decided to do things just totally opposite of the normal way to do things. My favorite opening day, as you can probably tell by that, is the 2016 opening day. First of all, you play the New York Mets, who you just beat in the World Series months prior. I'm not sure that's ever happened before, certainly not in the modern era. And also, it's even funnier because of the fact that the schedule was predetermined. I mean, the schedule comes out in September each year, unlike in football where you can kind of maneuver matchups depending on your cycle of, of teams. You can, you can pick them well after the season's over so you can have the best storylines on the, on those marquee dates, those Thanksgiving days, those opening days, and et cetera for, for football. For baseball, it's randomized, so you could have a very good playoff matchup that gets buried, you know, World Series rematch gets buried late in the year because it was subjective and and it was made up in September. It just so happens that the World Series matchup that no one would have predicted in September came true as opening day. So that was really ironic. And, of course, you remember Sunday Night Baseball was in Kansas City, which is very rare. I believe I remember two times. Maybe Yeah, I think it's, no, I think it's three times. Three times that the Royals have been on Sunday Night Baseball in my life. That's pretty Pretty incredible. One of them happened to be for the flag raising uh, ceremony, which they split up opening day in two parts. And you know, the the Sunday the Sunday night game was not actually my favorite opening day, so to say, of that season. It was actually the following Tuesday of the the ring ceremony. You know, just it was so cool to rush home from school and see the guys get their rings, and it was more of a. Genuine celebration. It was more of a team celebration. I thought that Sunday was more for the fans and the people who were there, and Tuesday felt more like it was for the team and honoring the team and uh, you know calling out the team and everything like that. So I really liked Tuesday a lot more. And then plus you had the Noah Syndergaard factor. Although the Royals lost two to nothing, uh, you all remember the uh, the uh, drama around the Noah Syndergaard game on Game Two of the 2016 season, whenever. He goes out there to warm up, and he has his long hair flowing, which I think is pretty cool. But he has his flow going, and all of a sudden, American Woman comes on, and it booms through Kauffman Stadium, and the press runs with it and calls it Sextus and and, and just belligerents the name of the Royals organization, and they're outraged. How could they do this? Uh, so, I mean, that was, a, that was a subplot of opening day. So was the, of course, rematch of the World Series, and then also... Noah Syndergaard was also important because of what he said to Osiris Escobar. Buzzing the tower, saying he can come meet him six, 60 feet 6 inches, and, and doing all that. There was a ton of drama around that opening day, unlike ever before. Normally, opening day is just another game in the sense of who you're playing, but it's also a, a huge uh, ceremony and spectacle because it's the first one. This one had a lot of drama, a lot of intensity, and then a lot of memorable moments. And, you know, normally, the only thing you remember from opening day is... The old-timers go out there, the game doesn't start on time, and then away we go to 162 more of these. But that opening day was special, and I guess it's two parts because, again, the Royals decided to split it up, which was uh, awkward in general, but it was also painfully awkward because of who you're playing. You force the team that you just beat in the World Series to relive that twice and delay the start of their game twice to start the season. Uh, And, of course, neither team had the season that they wanted to have in 2016, but it was still a, a memorable opening day, and, and still, to this day, my favorite opening day. And I think that'll be my favorite opening day for forever, really. Uh, but it was really really awesome to remember that game today. Also, uh, you can find on Twitter and YouTube and uh, MLB Network and Fox Sports 1, there's a ton of replayed baseball games on right now, uh, and we'll continue, I'm sure, through the weekend. Uh, I know on YouTube, each team has, I believe, five games that, that, that the MLB decided to upload on YouTube for free. Uh, so I know one of them was that game we talked about a couple days ago uh, against Houston, the comeback against Houston. I know another one is, is the clinching game against the Blue Jays. And, of course, the Mad Dash home is on there. And I can't remember the other two for sure. But I know those three are on there for sure if you want to go back and relive that playoff run. As it was probably the best time in your Royals fandom, especially if you're in my age demographic. But, nonetheless, opening day will be delayed We're not quite sure when it will start. We're not quite sure of anything right now, but we did hear a ton about the upcoming CBA and also heard about the service time question, and I talked about that yesterday. So if you want to go back and listen to yesterday's show, it has a lot of information in there about timelines and fixes and solutions to this delay. And then after the break, we're going to talk about Robert Manfred because he has had a dreadful offseason, and it just continues last night with Scott Van Pelt. That's after the break on the Locked On Podcast Network and the Locked On Royals Podcast. So we're back on the Locked On Royals Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Rylan Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. So yesterday, Scott Van Pelt on SportsCenter at Night on ESPN brought on Rob Manfred to have a... Of course, discussion about all that's going on in the world. Adam Silver has been ahead of the game on this one again, and he's had about five public interviews since two weeks ago, whenever the season suspended for the NBA. I believe this is Manfred's first public comment in an interview format, and not a staged press conference, not staged uh, press release. But Manfred goes on ESPN and absolutely makes a fool of himself. If you remember, two weeks ago, whenever we had this podcast and we announced that the Season would be delayed, and I said, they're thinking about delaying it two weeks, and that is just stupid. Why would you put a time stamp on this when no one knows how it can spin out of control? If you remember, the initial report was that the MLB would suspend operations for two weeks, and then they would try to pick it back up and have a delayed opening day for just two weeks. That was the initial report. And I said, wh- I said then, why would you put a time stamp on this? Why would you put a marker? Everyone else is saying indefinitely. And they're giving a ton of leeway, a ton of uh, wiggle room. And you're trying to get out in front and and pick a date, which which is never going to happen. We knew that that April date was never going to happen. And so from there, the speculation becomes July, it becomes June. And Rob Manfred goes on Scott Van Pelt yesterday, and instead of giving the cordial cordial answer of, you know, we don't know, it's indefinite, we're going to see what the CDC says, we're going to follow all the guidelines, blah, 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 he says that they're looking at a May startup period, which would until you know, spring training, redoing spring training pretty much in May, and then opening day and, and real games, I assume, in June. Again, given all the reports and the fact that the NBA is hoping and, and clinging to hope that they can start on July 1st, and the NHL, same thing, and the NFL worrying about their training camp, which doesn't even happen until July. Given all those reports, I don't see how you're going to be able to have a startup period in May. Now, maybe you can open up the team facilities in May for one-on-one workouts, small group workouts, individual workouts, but even if you eliminate all fans in May, are we going to have the group constraints off? Because a baseball team in itself is 26 men. Then you've got the bullpen coach, the pitching coach, the hitting coach, the manager, the analytics staff. You have all of these components, the GM, all these components that go into spring training and go into decision-making and go into evaluating and go into practicing even that I don't think you can even have spring training in May. And again, to put another timestamp on it was just unnecessary. We were all fine yesterday, again... News keeps breaking after I report after I post these podcasts. But yesterday, we just had the conversation. Hey, there's a lot of speculation about June and July. Maybe a playoff season that goes into Christmas. And, you know, just things like that. And then today, Rob Manfred, or yesterday, I should say, Rob Manfred comes out and says, actually, we're going to start in May. No, you're not. I would be floored if baseball or any sport starts in May. I would be absolutely shocked. As someone who has to do a daily podcast about sports, the Lockdown Rose podcast, I'd be thrilled. But as a realist, I would be absolutely stunned if any of these sports can get going by May. Just like I would have been absolutely stunned if baseball started two weeks into April. So why even put this out there to look foolish? There's just no need for it. Is it a big deal? Not really, but it's an unnecessary timeline that will get you unnecessary backlash. He's not a very good speaker, just like this next point. Scott Van Pelt asks him about the Red Sox investigation, and Rob Manfred says, The investigation is over. However, the paperwork is not done. I have not had time to do all the paperwork. And you know, I'm sure that Manfred's busy. The coronavirus is impacting the sport. How does this impact the business side of things? He's got to answer to all the owners. He's got to figure out the logistics of playing and also the financial side of things. He is very busy right now. Unlike me, who is just sitting at home doing homework and podcasting. So he probably hasn't had time to polish off the entire investigation. I would agree with that. However, when you go on ESPN and you say the phrase, I haven't had time, during a global pandemic and a nationwide shutdown almost, you are going to become the center of memes and jokes and and, and backlash and just negative comments when you could have just said, we're getting very close to concluding the investigation. That's all you had to say. So he puts himself in the position to get all of this negative press for no reason. Just like calling the World Series trophy a piece of middle. Now, whenever he did that, I said, hey, he didn't mean it like that. He didn't mean it that, the, that the trophy itself is, is worthless. He meant that if we take that trophy away, even if it's no longer in Minute Maid Park, we all still remember the World Series that they won. Just like if you take the Banners down in Allen Fieldhouse, we all still remember Mario Chalmers' shot to go to overtime to win the national championship. So, I got what he was saying, but he says it in all the wrong ways. Just like right here, I get what he's saying. Sure, you haven't had enough time to polish off this investigation. Then the investigation is not over. Don't just say it's over and you didn't have time. Because that does sound like you're, you're pushing it off. And, and people will make jokes, whether they're right or wrong, they'll make jokes about, what, what else have you been doing? It's a, it's, a, it's a global pandemic. What else have you been doing? So, he just puts himself, and he puts baseball, and the sport of baseball, in these bad situations, press-wise. It's just infuriating that the commissioner of baseball has done so little to further the game, to grow the game. And we can have that conversation all day long, but we'll end it there. He needs to just get better at public speaking because each time he takes the microphone, whether it's on the Dan Levitard show, whether it's on Scott Van Pelt, whether it's just in a press conference about the Astros, every time he goes and speaks publicly, he makes headlines in all the wrong ways. But that'll conclude that topic. Also, I want to let you guys know that the Fantasy Baseball League is still happening. We just don't know when the season starts. Once we have a start date, we'll then set a new draft date. If you want to be included into the ESPN Fantasy Baseball League for the Locked On Royals podcast, all you have to do is follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. DM me over there your ESPN account information. And if you don't have Twitter, go ahead and just email LockedOnRoyals at gmail.com. That's LockedOnRoyals at gmail.com your ESPN account information, your name and username, whatever you need, uh, whatever you use. I know some people use their email, some people use their username, so just whichever one is attached to your account, send that to me and I'll send you out an invite to join the draft once we have a start date. But there are still spots available and you will have a prize if you can beat me and and win the entire league. You will have a, a, a gift given to you for winning the Lockdown Royals Fantasy Baseball League. So it's a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to... Baseball actually coming back as today should have been opening day. Trying to survive day by day without baseball and, and doing a daily baseball podcast. So if you have any ideas and topics that you want to hear me discuss, do the same thing. You can if you don't have Twitter, email LockedOnRoyals at gmon.com. If you do have Twitter, tweet me, DM, whatever you want to do at Ryland underscore styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S T-I-L-E-S. That concludes Thursday's edition of the Locked On Royals Podcast Apart. Of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. We'll be back on Friday, so be good and be good to one another.